You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. It's like kind of fun to sumo pull because there's no like repercussion. Like squatting, there's like a repercussion. There's like brain pain and like pressure. Hurt your legs more. Yeah. I went on a string of passing out while yeah. I was squatting. Yeah, it's just so much pressure. Yeah, we were talking about the WPO um, ESPN broadcast, which I thought went off great. I don't think that there's – you know, people talk about, oh, powerlifting is too boring. They managed uh, in five hours to do a two-flight meet that included – I think it was, what, 15 men? 13, 15, something like that. Yeah. Um, they are, They had 10 finishers on the men's side. I don't remember how many on the women's side, but the other flight was all women. Um, Hoff, all-time world record. Um, Biggest powerlifting total. Total th- history, eh? 3102, yeah. All categories, Just, all everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got some people complaining on my Facebook about squat depth. You know what? Fuck it. They're, People they, were complaining in uh, the Raw Nationals, too, about yeah, calls. Like, exactly. it doesn't matter what's exactly. happening. Exactly. It doesn't really matter. There's always going to be people that complain, and yeah. so, you know, whatever. <clears throat> uh, particularly with geared lifting, and this is just how I've always felt about it, it's different. Even though yeah. even though even geared lifting people will want to say, oh, well, the standards are the same. No, well, the standards are written the same, but it's kind of yeah. like the Constitution. Yeah, like rule diff- the same. Yeah, different judges uh, yeah. interpret laws differently. It's or the same even, with these uh, rules. NBA basketball, even though some rules are written differently, a lot of rules are written the same as high school and college, but mm-hmm. just how it's judged is insanely yeah, and different. Yeah, and at different points in the game, you get different, yeah, yeah, different calls, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. And how is powerlifting not, how, how is powerlifting going to be different than that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be bad calls. There's going to be good calls. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. Like everyone's so mad about squat depth and whatever happens in powerlifting meets. But like, if you watch a basketball game, just one quarter, there's going to be the home crowd, the announcers, uh-huh. and your own opinion. There's going to be ten bad calls. Uh-huh. You're going to see a bunch of travels that don't get yeah. called. You're going to get yeah a foul, a bunch of fouls that don't get called. Yeah. You're see, it, you know, it just the last two minutes of a game, you're not going to see a whole lot of fouls called at all. And if you, if we did have a hypothetical robot in all these sports. It would kind of take away some of the drama of the sport. Oh yeah, or the yeah. you know the spontaneity. Like you wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think you'd be that interested, or yeah. as interested if it was like you knew exactly what was going to happen. And it would slow down every game. It would slow down every sport if the robot, hypothetical robot, yeah. was a perfect ref. I gotta say, balls and strikes in baseball, though, it might speed things up quite a bit. It might, but I still think it would take away like a little bit of like the. Uh, I don't know. Like it the takes viewer. the drama yeah, away yeah, from and it because, the viewer of it. Like because the, the home plate umpire calling balls and strikes yeah, and he's is all the fired most up. exciting yeah. thing about it unless somebody gets a home run. And they're playing the game. They're playing the game. Like they yeah. kind of pause sometimes. Like we yeah. know what you're calling, pal. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all kind of part of the show and especially at a professional level, it is entertainment. Like yeah, yeah it's a sport but it's a business. Well, that's the thing with the WPO is it's it was constructed as yeah. an entertainment. It's a sports entertainment. It's Strong not man. a meat it's yeah, strong man. The same same, thing, yeah. same kind of thing. It's not, it's not just a meet. It's an entertainment. Yeah, and it has to be. It really has to be. Otherwise, no one's going to care. No one's going to watch. Right. Um, any the, powerlifting. 
And there's not going to be any money in it for anybody. Yeah, which is already the case. So which we have is, to, oh. Yeah, we uh, whatever little things we have going on for the sport. And I'm, I'm not a geared lifting fan. I never really have been. I uh. followed it because that's all there was. But you have to support it if you want Rod ever be cool or barbells to be cool. Or for all those on Instagram every day yelling at me like, I wish I had a cool gym near me. Well, if you want that possible, we need to get more just eyes and money in the sport in general. Yeah, yeah exactly. just support Just support what you can. Like You can be a hater in private, but... Uh, as positive as we can be everywhere else is probably going to just help us all. It was interesting for me just because I haven't seen a multiply, a full multiply meet yeah. all the way through. And I don't know how long, really long yeah. time. Um, yeah. Oh, eight, oh, nine. Yeah. And really the, long time. Yeah. Even 11 and 12 when I started, it was mostly multiply and you sneak in. They were raw lifters. Yeah. Hand, hand yeah. lifters. Yeah. And then, and then it flipped hard. Yeah. For the next three years, it, it was one multiply guy per meet yeah and you know it just it, it felt pretty comfortable for me because i've seen so sure. many many meets i um there is like uh if you're there or if you powerlifting is different i think because uh you watch basketball or baseball and you could have never played and you could be the biggest fan and really enjoy the, uh -huh. the excitement and drama powerlifting i do feel if you've like spotted and loaded for a geared lifter in training, mm -hmm. and then you're watching a meet, there's like more excitement because you know how he's about to eat shit. Like, you know, oh, like, yeah, you no, know how I, bad it's about to be. Where, whereas if you don't know, like a Ren, like you grab, uh, you know, my mom or something, she's watching geared lifting for mm -hmm. the first time, probably wouldn't be that exciting because she doesn't know how bad they can eat shit. Yeah. They did segments uh, before each, um, before when they changed lifts, you know, when yeah, they yeah. from, from the school, there's a segment before the squats, before the bench and before the deadlift that it described what it's supposed to look like when you do the thing. They had Brian Carroll doing the demonstration yeah. and Donnie Thompson did the, uh, the explanation of it. Donnie was a little nervous on those, but he was on mic. He was great. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, he, he just, he was a little too hyped, I think for sure. the, for the video, but he was, he was good on the rest of it. I don't know. I was, I was impressed overall. I I could feel their pain. I could re I had like a sense memory of like a really heavy suited squat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While I was watching these things, because it, 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 I mean, it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah, it's painful. It's great. Even but it's even raw, awful. Like a max max effort raw, like yeah. hurts. Uh, I think the other issue with powerlifting long term in formats like this to not be popular is everything that does well is in like stories. Um, right, like it, who's the only swimmer anyone knows name of is Michael Phelps, uh, yeah. and that's because like he won, he did multiple events, yeah, and then you could tell the story, and he would compete multiple days, if not weeks in a row. Basketball, same thing. You get to know the players week to week um, by mm. different stories ESPN does, or you just get to see him again. The issue with powerlifting um, stories could potentially be really, really good um, because it breeds in, brings in tons of different type of people. Um, but the issue is you can't compete. Like they can't have like a league. They can't have a season. Like you can't compete every week. No, you probably can't even compete every month. No, you can't do brackets. You even can't do any yeah, kind of even stuff. even if the money was there, it would be insanely dangerous to compete every month. Maybe in gear, actually, a little safer potentially. Potentially, uh, but, but all of it's sketchy. And then the poundages, man. Yeah, what do you do? Like every, like twice a year, at the highest level is mm -hmm. is kind of the average competing. So you can't really build a season. You can't build a tournament. You can't build a story through the competition. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Jim beat Mike last week. Let's see what happens next week. Maybe mm -hmm. you'll get him. Like, you can't really do that. They did talk about, because um, this is the second meet back for the WPO. There was one last year. And so they talked about things that happened in that meet and people who, whatever. Yeah, um, did well or not. Um, there were some people who were who got the invite at the last minute, like, you know, two weeks ago. 
Yeah, yeah. Who did yeah, the, yeah. James Burdett was somebody that I I knew for a long time. He used to be a bench only guy. He and then he became a three lift guy. Um, he did okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Henry Henry Thomason commented on my Facebook while the meet was going on. That was kind of a, a little bit of a surprise. While he was competing, Shauna Mendelson, who you know has been around this forever. Um, obviously, her brother is the best, better known Mendelson Scott, but um, competed on the women's side. I think she ended up with fourth or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a little cash at the end, or uh, I believe so, but I don't Hopefully. know what it was. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that it was, but at at the very least, everybody got to lift in a way that was super professionally produced sure. for yeah. for you know kind of the first time ever. The the WPO stuff was produced and it looked good, but like nobody ever saw it. Right. It was it was produced for broadcast or whatever, and then just was never broadcast. Yeah, yeah, and very niche to begin with. Super. Yeah. yeah, it was also crazier because it was on a big stage. This was in a in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Outside of Chicago, um, no stage. It was all whatever. Yeah. They did the thing that the that the uh, that the USAPL IPF does in big meets where there's a a barrier and so the crowd cannot get close to the yeah, yeah, yeah. to the which lifting platform kind which of is, gives you a reason to watch on TV I guess yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's kind of the way things should be I think but um, I don't know I was generally impressed and I'm not entirely unbiased because Michael's my friend sure. and I've been involved with geared powerlifting for a long time but it was kind of a you know yeah. it, it didn't feel just like nostalgia it felt like oh this might actually yeah, catch. It does uh, interest me a lot just to see how it does because ESPN doesn't give a shit about powerlifting. ESPN cares about numbers and money. Um, yeah, and that's so exactly see, it. Yeah, yeah. So to see how things go, um, hopefully, hopefully towards a, a good direction. But I guess we'll find out. The um, the sponsorships on that were on screen were a lot of them were gyms and stuff. That's cool. Um, you know, so had I thought about it, I would probably would have. Advertise this podcast on there because Maybe they would have been time. the one that did it. We'll one, be at the championships. Yeah, I actually, I might, I might go in yeah. March. I don't was know. it Florida? No, what it's at the Arnold. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right, so we got some questions. Yeah, Q and A. Uh, follow us it's on the mic, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the Jim McD on everything, and uh, this is uh, in the content pro- production business. This is what's called feeding the beast. When your scheduling is such that um, you need content and you don't have any, you do a Q and A, and we answer because look, we set this thing up for us to be the dummies, right? But we're not total dummies. No, we're not. We've been in this complete. game a long time, coaching, lifting, uh, content producing. So uh, we'll try to tackle some of those questions. Uh, always appreciate your guys' feedback, ratings, and reviews on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, but also hitting us up, Twitter, Instagram. That's why we uh, just plug those away. Hit us up, give us some ideas, some questions you have, and maybe we'll hunt down an expert, et cetera, et cetera. Our um, DMs are generally open. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much answer anything that's not weird. So I kind of do too. Yeah. Uh, this question isn't in, isn't a uh, uh, necessarily a good question, but I think it'll lead us into a conversation. Uh, it's simply why powerlifting. Um, and I don't know if mm. he means for us, for me, for why we do it or why podcast or um, in general, but um, we did a really good podcast with Eric Holmes and Omar Isoff and basically uh, talked about is powerlifting, or sorry, excuse me, is bodybuilding for everyone. Right. And I want to do a similar one um, with us and, and maybe guests or even right now um, is powerlifting for everyone because that's kind of a mantra we've talked about within our teammates and our training that powerlifting is kind of the sport for everybody or the nobodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some senses, I, I think it is. I think it is kind of the sport for anybody. Uh, and I'm not some elitist that says you have to have a total or, or a certain total to be a powerlifter. I don't mm-hmm. really care. But, um, you know, if you're trying to get a little bit stronger in the gym and you enjoy the barbell, 
you're kind of training like a power lifter and if you have no other access to fancy equipment trainers pilates it's probably your best bet even health wise get a little cardio and get a little barbell and so my why powerlifting is a little different, but for general, that's kind of why I say powerlifting. Well, I uh, powerlifting is very good at um, at reinforcing strength, building strength, and people of all ages really need that. And if you're trying to be someone who is trying to keep the fat off, you really want you really want to have muscle, and you know, along with bodybuilding, it's a good way to 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 build muscle. It's, um, I think it is a more fruitful pursuit if you decide to compete a couple times at least because it, it just gives structure Sure, and, uh, it can be great for your, um, it can be great for your self-esteem to get through a meet and do what, what you wanted to do or close or, or whether you learn win or not or learn. Yeah. 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 Either, or you mess up and then you learn something either about your training or, or how you prepped that right. day of. Right. Um, yeah, but I agree. I agree. I think, you know, if you're in high school, want to play football, get stronger, look better, play college sports, some type of powerlifting stuff's going to fit you well. And then if you're aging of some nature or middle-aged mm. or 20s, 30s, um, you know, some kind of movement. It doesn't have to be super strict variation of those, um, but they'll always help you and look better, be stronger, kind of be healthier, bone density, tons of health benefits um, mixed in with a little nutrition. So that's kind of why powerlifting for me will always be at the core of of something that I do. There was another one I think it asked about like our, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to say it myself because I don't want to find the exact question, but it was basically like our why powerlifting. How did you get into lifting? When did you start lifting? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, I can't uh, find the exact question, but lead the way, Jim. What, when, how, why? I started lifting in high school. Uh, I started lifting in high school because I had bad knees and I didn't, I was just, it was just not a good idea for me to try to play sports. My, I had, uh, Osgood slaughters. So the tendon was trying to pull away from the bone. They hurt all the time. It dropped out on me, whatever. However, if you're in that condition, strangely, you can squat without too much trouble. Yeah. A lot of uh, injuries that would hurt sprinting, playing basketball, something like that don't hurt when you're lifting. Yeah. And so that's what I did. It took it was actually even a class and took that and instead of a regular PE class. And uh that was kinda all she wrote. I sort of did it as much as I possibly could. Uh got really into lifting again, like like seriously into lifting again in my late thirties and then started powerlifting when I was forty, forty one, something like that, which is late, but not too late. It's never too late. Really? Yeah. yeah, definitely not for powerlifting. It's not. Um, I never accomplished a great deal. Um, I was happy with pulling over six in gear, squatting six fifty in gear. Happiest, I think, when I uh, squatted six in just a squat suit. No, no, nothing on my knees. No briefs. Nothing that anything like that. Probably my um, my crowning achievement. Which is a, uh, another question on here. Most memorable lift. Uh, that one was probably my most memorable one. That and then when I squatted 650, that was probably another 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 big one. Um, and my biggest deadlift, which is like 617, something like that. Yeah, 617. Yeah. That, was, that was kind of a big deal. I just, just deadlifted that day. Um, 
and I but I just spent six months rehabbing a hamstring, and I honestly thought, am I ever going to be able to do this again? Yeah. And it, you know, yeah, to hit a PR after an injury, uh, yeah, Big or, deal. Or, or, yeah, after rough times, or even just hit match a PR after rough times is always feels good. Um, played basketball my whole life. Uh, played a little bit of soccer growing up. Um, hit a growth spurt pretty early, so I was kind of the tall kid in class. Mm. But sixth, seventh grade, I was still like five eight. My dad was like five six, uh, so I knew I probably wasn't gonna <laughs> get a whole lot more out of that. Um, since probably fifth or sixth grade, took it real seriously and like wouldn't say I trained for basketball, but I was definitely a serious competitive kid and player. So um, wanted to play college, wanted to play pro. Dad got me a strength and conditioning coach. Shout out to Dean Durham. Um, and uh, started working with him in seventh or eighth grade, something of that nature. Um, did a bunch of general stuff, uh, body weight stuff, a little bit of uh, resistance training, a lot of footwork, uh, a lot of hamstrings, just general kind of strength and conditioning uh, all the way through high school. Uh, played a little bit of junior college basketball. I was going to go walk on somewhere. Um, ended up dropping out, not walking on. Wanted to continue uh, to play basketball, whether it be professionally or go back to college. So uh, my strength and conditioning coach moved to the East Coast. And uh, so I just started doing my own research. I did a little bit of stuff that um, he taught me and then uh, started researching. You research how to you know kind of get faster or stronger, end up with a barbell in your hand uh, mm-hmm. and on your back. So started kind of training that way while I was still uh, ba- practicing basketball a lot, a lot. And um, played like a little semi-pro basketball, like whatever pro-am or whatever you want to call it. Um, then got, I was just over it. I was probably like 21, 20, probably 20. And uh, still played a ton of basketball, but kind of knew I couldn't go back to college. I was just over it. And uh, like say my day was 70% basketball, 30% lifting, that ratio just kind of flopped. So mm-hmm. I started lifting a lot. And then probably around age 20, 21, I started focusing on just how strong can I get, um, training by myself at a commercial gym when no one was touching a barbell anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the, that's kind of what made me start, I guess. And I never, like, I, I followed some of the, the competing and stuff. Um, you, after, obviously, when you started powerlifting at 40, kind of got connected early on forums and kind yeah. of the competition side of things, I think. And I, yeah. I, I did too, I guess, early, generally in my quote-unquote career because I started lifting hard 20 I think I stepped into super training when I was 22 or 23 um but I never like was into it mm-hmm. like I read a lot and I never like idolized them I never like watched like strength wasn't a thing for my dad my dad played college football and rugby but he was like they'd probably do some squats and just go hit people like they didn't really care they focused on the sport and that's kind of what I did so I was never into strength sports where a lot of people we've interviewed over the years talk about like yeah I saw a strong man on tv and I wanted to do that like I never cared or wanted to do that. Um, and so I, I've competed. I, I actually, I just went to a gym uh, up in Washington just to visit and chat with a bunch of people. It was cool. A bunch of guys, you know, that uh, strong kids and they, they watch YouTube or whatever. And they're like, oh, are you going to compete this year? Or when are you going to, you know, come back or whatever? I was like, one, probably never, maybe, who knows. But the other thing I was thinking, I was like, I competed every single year, if not multiple times a year, up until this year. So it's not like I... If, no, it's yeah, not like I've disappeared for five years. Like, right, I did a deadlift only meet a year ago. Right, um, it's just this year, 2019 is the only year I haven't competed um, with no plans, just because I don't love it. I, don't, I like training. And yeah, it's been a while since I competed. There's no way I would do it again. It, it nothing, just, it no just, deadlift only, no nothing. No, nah, probably not. Probably not. I've just I had too much, too much of an issue with the shoulder and my neck and stuff. I just had a whole month of not having neck pain, and then this woke up this morning. I slept funny, Hurt. and I'm dying. Yeah. yeah. But, 
was I going to say? Gear. Um, yeah, th- th- that was the thing that like I did wasn't necessarily attracted to powerlifting for the fact that everyone was in gear at the time, and knowing that like from a body weight standpoint, I was not in a good position. Yeah, and, yeah. And I knew I was going to have to gain some weight. I need to get back to where I was before I started. To be honest, yeah, yeah. You know, I did put on twenty pounds or or more. For, for powerlifting sometimes more. everyone does at some point everybody does yeah. yeah i need to to have stripped all of that off because it's been a while since i competed it's just you know i was i was concerned at that point in my life too because i thought if i put this weight on is it going to be hard to get off it's like yes fuck yeah. yes it's yeah. difficult yeah. mentally and physically yeah it's super difficult. difficult and you kind of get used to yourself being a particular size yeah or, or yeah the, the habits of how much you eat or yeah. e- eating the whole plate of steak because you got hard training tomorrow right. or whatever is right. much different than a regular lifestyle or regular nutrition and the thing with the gear too i mean like being having extra weight helps with the gear for a lot of people who are not all that strong yeah yeah the people that you see who are super lean who compete in gear and do well are just fucking strong yeah 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 they're just just super fucking strong there's no no ifs ands or buts about that um do you watch cholesterol um so when we talk cholesterol and we talk these things uh, we have to talk about dietary whether we're talking about you know the the the, the fat that's in some egg yolk mm-hmm. or if we're talking about our own blood cholesterol because those are different um and i personally don't watch either either <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think i'm young enough uh, i do have some heart issues in my family genetics but i uh do enough cardio i eat a lot of veggies um but nutritionally i don't pay attention to a lot besides um when i'm in good routine i'm focusing on my protein every single meal yeah i'm trying to get in some kind of fiber um, daily a good amount and then I'm focusing on getting at least a couple servings of veggies beyond that I, I don't really you know I don't microanalyze anything I do um, yeah shoot I was actually going to bring an article in here maybe it's something that we'll get somebody in to talk about but um, you know some of these some of the diets that are popular right now don't have very much fiber in them yeah yeah and, or none or none yeah um, and uh, there was a giant article in the paper today about uh the problem with that there's like there's some pretty significant health problems with not having fiber in your diet i'm sure that people are going to scream and cry and and be upset because their diet does not include that but if they're if i don't know yeah there's also a lot of maybe no science that shows that fiber is going to do anything detrimental so yeah i'm going to get it in i haven't seen my cholesterol numbers this year they're usually okay borderline okay yeah you know and, and i think um majority of science is also showing us that um well-balanced diet an active lifestyle your dietary uh cholesterol is not going to overly affect um your cholesterol uh, so, yeah your, so your dietary yeah, cholesterol it's in not general, di- it's definitely not direct yeah um, if you want to bring your triglycerides down cut your carbohydrates because that yeah. seems they seem yeah. to have a relationship there yeah uh, and just lifting weights may help be more active and losing weight may help all those so yeah. no no it sounds like neither of us pay that much attention to it somebody that uh, or something else that i'd like to talk to somebody about at some point is whether what's the what's the current feeling about um multivitamins because I take one. I have yeah. a good diet, but I take one anyway. Yeah. And I'm seldom sick. My wife is gets colds and stuff all the time. She's not a good sleeper, all this all this business. She's traveling a lot right now, which doesn't help. But I said, why don't you just like try it? 
just try taking a multi and see if it makes any difference for you. Again, some of them probably won't ever hurt. You, yeah, 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 because they're yeah. not they're not crazy supra physiological levels of stuff. You're yeah. not taking multiple, multiple, yeah. multiple of the RDAs. You're you're taking pretty much at the RDA. Yeah. And our, the only negative I've ever heard is that is you may not absorb it all. So. You know, that just means it was going to be less effective, but not that big of an issue. Um, right. This question is a little odd, but I think we'll attack it. Would you say a good developed back is better than legs? I imagine as he's saying a good developed back is better than developed legs. Um, and obviously this all depends on the individual, the goal, and everything else. But um, I would say that... Not so much anymore. I think this kind of um, thought process has gotten um, debunked, but there was a time I think people thought they really had to specialize in things when it came to the weight room. And the truth is, even for quite an advanced lifter, um, you can have a very good developed back and very good developed legs uh, quite easily. You may not have to train them both the exact same um, and one may lag and you may have to add more volume or variation or something like that but um, you can grow your entire body and work out your entire body pretty dang evenly Um, so I don't know if you went like good or impressive or what's more important for powerlifting or what um, but you can do both what's more impressive to me I don't care Uh, what's better for powerlifting both um, having a big back is important if you want to pull something or if you want to bench something. I think that's that's a thing. I think just don't have silly small legs unless your genetics keep you from having silly, keep you from growing your legs. That's that's another issue. There, you see a lot of you see a lot of battleships out there, man. Guys who are yeah. just giant from the waist up and then and just don't have any legs. How uh, to train when you have no goals? Oh, that's, I think you still have to have some kind of goal. Even if your goal is just getting to the gym X number of times a week. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a goal. You know, I'm going to work out for this many minutes a week. Yeah. I was going to say something similar. I would say the two things I suggest everyone when they start, um, whether they're into lifting and and hit a slump or if they have never trained anything in their life and want to get in shape or just be healthier. Um, I think there's kind of two, two things and you have to decide on one to begin with. One is choose a goal, Mm -hmm. start chasing that down. Um, and the other option is like, just, uh, find something active that you find fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the other way that you can stay successful or stay, um, you know, consistent because consistency in any of these disciplines are, are what's really going to cause some positive change, whether it is strength, looks, or health. Um, and so, if you have goals, that's one way. And maybe, maybe it's a personality trait, maybe it's a type of human. Um, but people chasing down goals, setting new goals, chasing down goals. If you're goal oriented, will allow you to um, progress towards those. Or um, I think it's okay to go through phases without goals as well. Um, and as long as you're enjoying yourself. Um, maybe that's a little bit more variation. Maybe you're taking a class, maybe you're playing sports, maybe you're whatever it might be. Um, but that's another way I think you'll be, um, consistent in the gym. I think that too, uh, you know, the fitness wearables that are out there right now, actually they, they allow you to gamify this stuff enough so that you don't have to have a big goal. You just let it set your goal and you just try to meet it every day. Um, something that, uh, Jordan Syatt said on this, the, the, 30 day challenge that he did with eating a Big Mac every day. He, 
he was just certain to get his 10,000 steps in. And 10,000 steps is completely arbitrary, but it's also completely reasonable. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, he also was eating a big, big ass salad every day. And, um, I can't argue with that either. That's something that's actually always worked for me too in terms of just overall calorie reduction is uh, yeah. a salad and you don't really, there's not a lot of yeah. calories yeah. to count in a vegetable and, you know. Yeah, or a big plate of veggies or roasted veggies or raw right. veggies. That's something I go right, to too. Right, right, right. And, uh. and just, just enough protein to keep yourself happy. The uh, disease that I was thinking about in terms of fiber is uh, diverticulitis or diverticulosis, which are... Um, Ailments of the intestine that are not fun. Um, not fun at all. At what percentage would your last warm-up be for a, a personal best attempt or a meet? Uh, maybe I'll take the raw side and maybe you want to take a gear side, just a general sure. ideas because the gear is a little different. Um, raw, it obviously depends on your goals happening at the meet. Um, an opener at a meet is a little bit different, obviously, than a personal best. You probably should not uh, open with a personal best. But if we're going for an all-time PR... Um, in the gym, even um, typically, I'll, I do use percentages, even though that's just a basic way to do it. You kind of got to go by the day's feel, um, but about five percent jumps once you get to around eighty percent. So, whatever that might be for you, you can take the barbell for ten, a plate for ten. Then you start making maybe ten ten percent jumps up to about eighty, eighty five percent, ninety, ninety ish. I'd probably go a little bit heavier, so I'd go ninety to ninety two percent. 95 to 97% and those are singles and then whatever your personal uh, best you just try to kind of chip it so um, if you squat 500 pounds that's 100% maybe do you know 102 105 maybe uh, maybe 105% of your best mm-hmm. um, and then in meat it is a little bit different um, if your goal at the meat is due to have a personal best then it's still something similar to that so my last warm-up is still about 85% um, and then my opener is around 90%, seconds around 95%, and then I'm chipping my personal best depending on the day. From a gear perspective, what I would say is this. You're, and I think it's probably true of, of both. You're, um, d- don't use your like gym PR as your last warm-up before you take a real PR. You need to be under that by you know, at least 15, 20 pounds, I think. Yeah, and the more you compete, the more you know all these numbers. You know yeah. all, yeah. yeah. And, and in general, in the geared world, you're taking the more standard big leaps. You're not, until you get to the platform, you're not taking, um, you're not taking just 15 pounds more or 20 pounds more or whatever. And, you know, you up to a PR, you're, you're, you know, it might be a considerable jump to a PR in, in gear, yeah. at least from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think most people, one, either it's going to be a bigger jump purely because of percentage, um, but two, I think you, you just, uh, how, how long you can sit in that gear, how much pressure you can take, and how many loads you can take is probably going to be less. Yeah. I will say- Because you handle less training and volume. Like, you're, people aren't doing sets of five in, in a squat suit, so like, right. what you're prepared to handle is right. a lot different, where yeah. even if you're a 900-pound <laughs> squatter raw, you're hitting 800 for five at some point in the last six months. And so you're just a little bit more prepared to handle um, more reps kind of in the warm-up room and will, adapt to it a little yeah. bit more. Like the weights feel different on your back. I will say that when I um, when I squatted 650, I had never squatted six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. which w- would never happen raw. Would never happen raw. Yeah. Um, getting a little deep here, I guess. Uh, best way to combat self-doubt or negativity. Oh man! If you find out, let me know. I Send think they're me a DM. I, yeah, I think they're two different 
conversations. Um, Self doubt's one thing. Negativity is so broad, and and I, I'm, I agree with Jim on that one. Uh, if you, that's that's like the answer to life or whatever. Uh, um, but self doubt, um, I think, it is something you can really handle. For me, self doubt uh, comes in waves for sure, and it depends on the project. It depends on the subject. Uh, you're going to face it at some time, some nature in your life. Uh, self doubt will dig into you. Uh, but the best way that I uh, combat self doubt is just, or any doubt, or confidence in general, um, is preparation uh, and, yeah. and work. Uh, so in sport, it's black and white. Powerlifting, if you have a meet. Eight weeks from now, uh, you hit every session, every rep, every set, every good night's sleep, every meal mm-hmm. on your way to that platform. Uh, you're going to be a lot more confident. You're going to have nerves, uh, but you're going to have a lot less doubt, and you can have confidence in your preparation for that. Uh, same thing goes for if you have a presentation at a meeting. You know, you got this boardroom meeting or this marketing meeting, or you're the leader of some team project at work. Uh, the more you prepare, the more you study, the more you read up on whatever you guys are tackling. The more you work on that project, um, the more confident you should be in yourself. Uh, so preparation is going to be key for all of those basketball, uh, literally anything. Uh, a date, uh, the more you know, the more you 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 plan the date, or or the more practice you have interacting with humans, mm-hmm. the more um, confident you end up being in in how you attack whatever's in front of you. Um, you know, a couple of episodes back, we had the um, with the dating guy on. And uh, part of the deal is that I mean it's a it's a game of percentages, and it, you're sometimes just going to get turned down by by life. And yeah, yeah, timing and and who knows what the hell is going on with the other humans? Like humans are complex ass creatures. But if you put a lot of your eggs in one basket and you're sort of staking all of your all of yourself on one thing, uh, and that doesn't go well, then it's hard to bounce back from it. It's hard to like immunize yourself from that kind of um, fear of rejection, negativity, kind of you know the the attack on your self esteem. Uh, I have obviously been involved in putting things together that were very very successful, that you know provided benefit, and um, like with this show, we're attempting to do that again, and it isn't as easy as it was the first time. Uh, and because the market's moved in a lot of ways, sure. you know, um, when I, I spent a lot of time looking at the entertainment industry and looking at how, um, looking at how people who have been successful with one kind of show or movie or whatever, what do they do next? And then how do they, how does that fare? And you would think that like, if something is super successful here, that it's going to be just yeah. as successful here. Yeah, it's difficult. And it's difficult. Yeah. Like the, um, the game of Thrones guys just canceled their. Star Wars trilogy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And one of the, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, one of the pilots that had been uh, greenlit was just a fucking mess and they and they were not involved in it as other, other people involved. Yeah. Canceled that. Because, you, I mean, it's difficult to catch lightning in a bottle and, and to keep catching it in a bottle. The, um, the people who are consistently successful are rare. They're right. unicorns. Everybody... Everybody does things at times that just don't work out as well. And and, and it's a little different in Hollywood, too, because there's so many factors. So it's different to say, like, Spider-Man 1 was successful and Spider-Man 2. Like, yeah, like, Spider-Man's this epic name. Right. We're talking about, like, creative kind of new projects, way more difficult. And mm-hmm. when you're talking about, like, an independent type world, even more difficult. Yeah. So... 
anyway, uh, I think that it's a journey that we're all on. Um, it's figuring out how to uh, to have a consistent self esteem and keep it keep us moving forward. Not just you and me, but but everybody. I think um, this question, maybe our last question, we're going to go our opinions on it. And then I think it's going to segue us into maybe not next week's episode, but we'll tackle this one real quick. We'll get off air here and and figure out which guest um, expert we're going to have to answer this. Um, Game Changers recently came out on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. So the Internet's going wild. (laughs) I did watch it. um, And it's kind of what you would think a a documentary on nutrition would be, uh, at least historically over the last 20 years very biased Um, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about it many times out there hopefully you all know not that you cannot learn from a documentary you can um, but every piece of content anywhere um, has some kind of bias that's a point of view yeah every 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 human has some kind of bias or a point of view and then once you get to that level um, which is a business uh, and there's a lot of money involved not only the production but the sales and distribution through Netflix um to catch ears, to catch eyes, to get to that point, mm-hmm. they're probably going to have a very stern point of view. No documentary is ever going to be very popular that says, yes, and, or it depends. Those type of documentaries aren't going to be cool. Yeah. Um, and I blame all you humans out there for that. So we're yeah. going to find somebody. We're going to get Jim's homework to go watch Game Changers. Yeah, I would have watched it. Yeah. I'd known that you'd seen it. Yeah, I just watched it uh, three days ago okay. um, because I saw Twitter going wild. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna find us a as neutral as we can um, nutritionist or, or dietitian to, to 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 hopefully teach you guys on it because I don't want to grab a maybe maybe we do actually maybe we grab a, a pro and a con dietitian and we do two episodes but I would like a, a neutral headed one that's not Mister Meat and mm-hmm. a neutral headed one that's not Mrs. Broccoli <laughs> I, don't don't get mad about the gender thing uh, uh, someone out there is going why is the girl got to be the vegetable shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, I don't really care it just happened that way uh, so my personal opinion. Is if, if that's the lifestyle you like to eat, whether it be morals, whether it be, yeah. you know, global warming, whether it be whatever, power to you. Have I thought about it? Um, yeah. I've thought about it once or twice. Um, could I do it? I think so. I don't know if I could go vegan, vegan, just because I don't know where I get my protein as much. Like, I, I, I think I need some yogurt or yeah. I, I need something. I love ice cream. Like, too many things might kick out of my face. But I think I could probably go plant-based if I wanted. Um, the documentary, which we'll dig into more. Talks about the performance side of things mm-hmm. that I don't really agree with. That um, doesn't fit with me as an athlete or as a coach in this kind of strength, conditioning, fitness, nutrition world. Is probably not something I would personally think is um, causing all these athletes to do it. Uh, and, and we'll dig into the movie later. I don't want to spill too much beans on this episode. On yeah. it. I, I, would I try it? Maybe this situation. I, I might have to be married to one. So then she, she's cooking all this cool stuff. Would I just do it on my own on the blink of a hat? Maybe not. Maybe for YouTube or something. But um, I think it's cool. I think there may be some longevity benefits. I don't think there's a lot of performance benefits. And uh, right now, it's not my cup of tea. No, I would agree with you on that. Um, you know, my my wife eats a lot of vegetables, but she also, you know, doesn't have a problem eating meat. Just doesn't do it like every single day. And we don't actually eat meat every single day. Um, I'm okay with eating vegetarian. What I don't like about vegetarian is fake stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I don't I, think I would do that either. Uh, yeah, I'm no, I don't need yeah. a tofu turducken yeah. or anything yeah, yeah. like that, you know, tofurkey. Yeah, uh, yeah you just re- regular tofu with a good sauce or something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, um, 
So here's my story. We can close out with a. I, we just don't do poop stories on this sto- yeah. this show because we've done it to death. Yeah. In 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 our previous life, however, um, I was looking through Twitter the other night, and uh, my friend J T Matherly on his Twitter said, "We've been eating popcorn with browned butter." Nutritional yeast and popcorn salt. Hmm. Popcorn salt's a really fine stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, damn. I do love popcorn. That sounds really good. So there was nutritional yeast in my house, but I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. And so when next I went to the store, I picked some up, and I haven't found popcorn salt yet. I know it's out there somewhere. I'm going to have to Amazon it. So I bought that. I bought that. Browned the butter. Basically, you know, you, you... Brown butter by melting the butter, and then you wait until the solids separate, and then you pour the the browned liquid off of it. Use that to like pop the popcorn. And use that to uh, taste different or more of like a texture. Oh, it's deal. a taste thing. It's a uh, and then the nutritional yeast. It basically has an umami flavor. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So this stuff is delicious. It's, I believe it. It was so good. So since then, I've been looking for opportunities to add nutritional yeast to stuff. Like I made rice last night, and I just threw some in the cooker, whatever. Makes sense. Turns out, I think I'm sensitive to to the nutritional yeast in the same way that I am. uh, Because a lot of vegans eat nutritional yeast. It's a a common component for flavor and and nutrition in, in vegan dishes. In the same way that garbanzo bean flour hmm. is a very common substitute for gluten-based, like wheat flour, it does the same thing to me. Gotcha. Uh, natural uh, laxative. It, yeah, worse than that. Uh, uh, natural like space cleanser like, blowout. Yeah, exactly. Like I could have a colonoscopy about right now. Yeah. So Sometimes I like <laughs> foods like that. Like I don't think I'm allergic to anything, but even like just popcorn – like has a, a ton of fiber in it. So sometimes, like maybe once a week, I'll be like, man, I'll get some popcorn. Just clean the system. Reset <laughs> just, the system. Just to clean the system. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or a Chipotle burrito. Yeah. Because all the fiber in the beans and, you know, right. a little bit in the tortilla. Like right. this is just a... A little bit of hot sauce. Yeah, reset. A little hot sauce will... Yeah, reset cl- Will clear the decks. Yeah. Can't be unhealthy. So I ran... So I came in here. Uh, actually, I stopped and got... So I actually got some coffee and some decaf beans. I'm I'm dying to try. I a few weeks ago I was at at uh, the Spartan Fest. Yeah, yeah. And hung out with the uh, Iron Radio guys. And Lonnie Lowry gave me this thing that that he's been working on. Uh, there are coffee filters that have um, uh, aminos in them. Interesting. Yeah. And so when you pour through, you get it yeah. into the whatever. So. Cool idea, Try but it. I haven't yeah. tried it because I don't use a drip coffee maker anymore. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. So I'll do a pour over with decaf later in the day. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I picked up some decaf beans. And I got an espresso. I come in here and it's like, hey, I really got to go to the bathroom. I really got to go This is pre-coffee. This is pre-coffee. Yeah. I haven't touched the coffee. And I get in here and there's, in this office, there are, I don't know, 20 offices, 20, actually, I'm number 21. So anyway, 20 something offices in here. One bathroom. One bathroom per gender. One toilet in each bathroom. Yeah. You can't take a shit in a urinal. Not and not without getting some, in trouble. <laughs> and some poor fellow is completely camped in there. Oh. Like I kept coming back. Yeah. Like it, increasingly urgent. Yeah. And I, I finally decided that 
there was a really good chance he was just going to die in there. Yeah. And that or someone, maybe he had some uh, yeast. He, he had a serious problem himself. And uh, so I will run home. Yeah. Is what I'll do. I'll just run home. I'm not that far from home. Typically, it's less than 10 minutes to get home. And home field advantage always just feels a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I ran into uh, the elementary school getting out. There's uh, completely yeah. backed it up. We're getting bad Speaking, traffic. Like Sacramento's. It's becoming an issue. Yeah. Now. We got We're, two freeways. Everybody's moving here from the Bay Area. Yes. So you get like a weird four hour morning traffic. You got like three hours that's kind of safe. And then you're right into school mm-hmm. traffic that molds into commuter traffic. Yes. So I got stuck yeah. on the way over there. And that's why I texted you guys from the bathroom and you said, get, hey, I'm running late. You should get an electric scooter. You would have been home quicker. That's probably true. No, for sure. It's I get true. I get faster. Me and Connor use uh, bicycles and scooters to get everywhere in town, and it's literally by the clock. The exact same, no traffic. The exact same time as a, a car. Probably with traffic, we're probably faster. Really? Yeah. Damn. At least at least downtown. Damn, that's something to think about. And, and I like I I was I faced this the, uh, you know the which way should I go when yeah, I was yeah. pulling iron? Do I go this way through the residential area or this way? Where there's stops and speed bumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, sucks. Sucks exactly. Way. So I thought I was making the right choice. I I, I didn't. I was. Everything came out in the, okay in the end, I would right. like to say, but Safe oh healthy, my Lord. But no more yeast. I got to back off on the nutritional yeast. Yeah. All right. Even so it's delicious. Yes. It is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I love all popcorn. It's delicious. Zebra popcorn is probably my favorite, though. You throw a little chocolate, a little oh, caramel, yeah, yeah. all that. Yeah, like I said, I've been throwing rice, I throw it in vegetables, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I've, I've been eating it almost every day for days, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I'm in trouble. Yeah, so. yeah. Once a week deal, maybe. Yeah. All righty. Should we close this one out? Yeah. Appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, the Q&A. Uh, we'll we'll th- throw these in the mix in between our guests. Uh, be sure, again, to give us a rating review. iTunes, Spotify. Be sure to subscribe. Tell your friends. We appreciate all the support out there. We see the messages. We see the reposts. We love it. Uh, and we'll be back every single Wednesday. I'm Silent Mike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter. 50% facts on Instagram as well. Give us a follow. Uh, potentially, we could set up some giveaways or some cool things coming up. Absolutely. I am at the Jim McD on all the social media. And we'll talk to you next week, after which I will not have eaten quite so much nutritional yeast. Bye.